What's up, guys? Max, you're back with a brand new episode of The Scuttlebutt Show. I have great stories for you all today. And it is the last show of the week as we will be out working, me and my, my people on that crew working on the documentary tomorrow. So enjoy your holiday weekend after today. And thank you for spending a little bit of time with me on this Tuesday, November 22nd, 2022. And we're going to be talking about some wild stuff today. We've got some bad news from the veteran community out in Japan. We've got uh, some crazy political stuff to talk about. We have what very well could be the collapse of the United States military tomorrow, Wednesday, November 23rd. I, I, I really think tomorrow, we've talked about this before, but tomorrow really could be the collapse of the military. You'll see why. We're going to talk about that shooting at the club in Colorado where apparently some military members were affected and uh, and potentially saved a lot of lives out there. And then we're going to wrap it up with reviewing some entertainment stuff and reacting to the brand new United States Navy, Army Navy football game uniforms. We did this the last few years, and they are now out, officially published, so we're going to be reacting to those. But first, what's up, MC, in the chat? But first, let's talk about what's going on with the fundraising Indiegogo is still on fire. We're up to, you know, another $50 today, which is amazing. If you guys have not checked this out, it's the top link in the description. Wherever you're watching this, top link in the description. Check out this link. Check out the video. See if you have something you can contribute or uh, or want to share this on your social media, and it will go a long way to making this the most fantastic, fantastical, wonderful, beautiful, inspirational project that it can be. Thank you very much for everyone who's already got involved and there's still plenty of time to do so. And uh, if, you, if you don't have anything to contribute now, I do understand. Please consider sharing on your social media or with your friends and family. Thank you, everybody who's been involved up to this point. Really appreciate it. All right. We talk about this all the time on the show, but you got to drive carefully out there, folks. Let's jump right into today's first story. Airman strikes and injures a schoolgirl with his car in southern Japan. The Air Force has expressed sympathy for a Japanese high school girl struck by a U.S. Airman's car days before his newly formed drone squadron began operating from her city on Kyushu Island. And that's it. The Navy, I'm sorry, the military recently got a drone squadron operating out of Japan, which has been a long time coming. And what do they do? What do these folks do when they first get out there and they settle in? To Yakota, well, they crashed her car into a high school student crossing the street. The student, who's 18 years old, suffered injuries to her wrists and knees in the accident, which is great. Not anything more serious than that. The unidentified airman involved in the accident is a member of the 319th Expeditionary Reconnaissance Squadron, according to a statement from First Lieutenant Danny Rangel. So this is a, a very unfortunate, you know, motor vehicle incident in Japan. They have very interesting rules about financial compensation. It doesn't sound like this was a DUI, although we're about to talk about that. A representative here says, We express our deepest sympathies for the member of our local community who suffered injuries in relation to this incident, and we sincerely hope for their speedy recovery. We will continue to engage with local leaders and maintain the strong communication and partnership necessary to ensure the safety of our entire community, which is important. It is important to, uh, to do so when you're out there driving safe, especially during the holiday season, and especially because down in Okinawa, an AFES employee, drinking and driving, crashed her car on Highway 58, the main road out there in Okinawa. Unbelievable. But wait till you hear. This should be a wake-up call to anybody watching this show as we go into the holiday weekend, the Thanksgiving weekend, and the holiday Christmas, New Year's period. 
let this story be a wake-up call of the dangers of buzzed driving, okay? Japanese police say an Army and Air Force Exchange Service employee, somebody who works at the BX, PX, NEX, MCX, whatever you call it, was driving under the influence of alcohol over the weekend when he crossed the median of Okinawa's main through fare to 58 and struck another vehicle. Christopher Leal, who was 27 years old, was arrested on suspicion of drunken driving shortly after the crash at 12.03 p.m. Lunchtime, folks. That's on Saturday in Naha City, downtown. A 46-year-old Okinawan woman in the other car was not injured, thank God. Leo was driving a blue Toyota Rom. They have interesting car names out there. One that sticks out in my mind is the Honda Vats. T-H-A-T apostrophe S. The Honda Vats. But the Rom is a five-door minivan, and that was uh, not, and they did not include information about the woman's vehicle. Leo told police he was heading northbound on the 58 when the car in front of him stopped suddenly. He said he jumped the median to avoid a collision and struck a southbound vehicle. But when his BAC was measured, it was coming in at 0.07. Folks, 0.07. That's not even illegal in the United States. I mean, if you cause an accident while drinking, you get DWI. But if you are point in California, at least, it's 0.08 is DUI. Now, in Japan, DUI is 0.03. Basically, one drink, if you have one drink, that's too much to drive. So being at 0.07, put them over double what the Japanese or Okinawa limit is. So it says all 50 states have 0.08 as the legal limit. Okay, so all 50 states in the United States have 0.08. Leo, who was still being held Monday in Naha's police station, which is, you know, Bravo Zulu, keep him locked up for that DUI. Police plan to send a charge of violating Article 65, Japan's Road Traffic Act, prohibiting drinking under, or driving under the influence of alcohol. Great. So it's good that uh, he got in some trouble and busted for drinking and driving. Maybe it'll prevent somebody else from drinking and driving. But look at what can happen, folks, at a 0 0.07, 0 0.07 BAC. So please do not drink and drive, buzz driving, drunk driving. Just don't do it. If you've had more than two drinks or three drinks in, a, in an hour or two, do not get behind the wheel of a car. Obviously, zero is best, but I know people, even me, you know, if you have one beer at dinner and an hour or two passes, you drive home, you're not breaking any laws out there in the United States. In Japan, on the other hand, you very well could be. So know your laws, know yourself, know your limits, and do not drunk drive. Just don't. Please don't. Please, I'm, I'm pleading with you. Do not drink and drive. All right. Now that we got that out of the way. Now that we got that out of the way, let's talk about um, something truly silly. Eviano, what's up? Great to see you. Now, if you guys know me on this show, I am not, and I repeat, not a fan of wokeness and uh, all that, you know, uh, speech is violence and, and hating people for their other opinions and if you don't like the same politics as I like, I hate you and we're enemies. And I don't subscribe to any of that stuff. Not at all. I think my values are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. If you're not, if you're whatever you're doing, if it's not interfering with somebody else's life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that's you. You live your life and I live mine and we respect each other and you can have any opinion you want. That's great. Tell me about it. Tell me about your opinions. Okay. You can have them. You can voice them, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> I think it's great that you do. As long as you're not interfering with anybody else's life, liberty, or the pursuit of happiness, I do not care. But some people think that wokeness is prohibiting others and maybe all of ours life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. 
Mark Rubio and another politician, uh, Chip Roy, release woke military investigative report. Woke military invest. So this is basically an 18-page document titled Woke Warfighters. And by the way, I had the entire thing right here. I've read it already. Uh, you can see this helmet here, which was shared on uh, what, what day was it? Um, like Pride Day or Pride Month of militaries, uh, veterans who are LGBTQ, who maybe served during Don't Ask, Don't Tell, now saying, hey, you know, we're here, we serve too. Cool, great, very true. So they released this paper and, and I've read it and I got to tell you, because you might hear about this on the news, it is the dumb, it's like, a, it's, it's nothing, there's nothing here. There's nothing, no content worth mentioning in this entire thing. If there is one thing in here, uh, you know what? It, there's not even one thing. There's not even one thing of substance in this entire paper. It's written very poorly. It makes effectively zero points. But in summary, what they're saying is wokeness is, you know, or the military's focus on DE&I, uh, gender neutral language, pronouns, uh, sex change procedures, and, and, and the like are weakening our military. Now, I don't know if that is, uh, if there's any reality to that or truth to that. Um, I can't say, because honestly, if you talk to people in, in the ranks right now, most of them will tell you this does not affect them at all. They don't see any change in their day-to-day, -day. and you mostly see it on television. One thing that uh, is interesting, though, that this article from American Military News says, they talked to Secretary of the Army Christine Warmuth, who is doing a terrible job. The Army's in shambles. It's a disaster. And they recently had the Vanessa Guillen documentary on Netflix, for example, showing how horrible army culture is. She says, uh, I think woke means a lot of different things to different people. But first of all, I would like I would say if woke means, you know, we are not focused on war fighting, we are not focused on readiness. That doesn't reflect what I see at installations all around the country or overseas when I go visit. Warmoth defended against charges that wokeness is hurting the military just days after the Army concluded its worst year of recruiting on record, coming up 15,000 recruits short and missing their recruiting goal by a full 25%. Warmoth did not directly attribute the recruiting struggles to woke ideology in the ranks, but did urge the service leaders to keep out of the culture wars online, which is probably good advice. We don't need generals and captains and colonels and chaplains who are mentioned in the woke warfighters paper there. Chiming in on social media and Twitter saying, as an army chaplain, I think this about Roe v. Wade, or as a, a general, I think it's great that your pronouns are, are Zers or whatever. Like, just don't do that. When did it become such commonplace for random commanding officers and chaplains and, you know, squad commanders and, and enlisted and all this stuff to get their social media and all of a sudden they have it, they want to have every hot take, every hot take on their social media in uniform everything. What's the point? There's no reason for all that, folks. No reason. So please keep it in your brains or in your just in your circle of friends. You don't need to put it out there to the world, every little hot take that you have. Oh, my goodness gracious. But if you do see something about this paper, the woke, the woke warfighter, just know I've read it. I am not a fan of the wokeness, but this paper has not, there's nothing here. There's nothing to be seen here. So save yourself the trip, not worth the price of admission. Don't bother reading it. Come back when you have something to say. Like Eminem said, here, 
Go home with a pen and a pad and come back when you have something interesting. Or whatever Eminem said. I'm not a, I'm not a lyrical genius like he is. You guys get the point. Let me know what you think in the comments. <laughs> uh, I am not a lyrical genius. That's not true. I am. I said at the beginning of the show that tomorrow, let's just get to it. Is tomorrow the end of the United States military as we know it? It very well might be because on Wednesday, November 23rd, 2022, over 100,000 military IDs are going to stop working in government computers. This is not a joke. This is not a drill, folks. Making the United States military today's scuttlebutt show clown of the day. Just in time for the holidays, the Pentagon says tens of thousands of Navy and Marine Corps members could see their military ID cards suddenly stop working Wednesday, despite what your expiration date on your card says. It hardly matters. It doesn't matter. This is starting tomorrow. That means you might not be able to log into your computer or even get on base if they're doing a little scanny thing, scanny gun thing. The common access card or CAC card issue traces back to about three years ago when the Defense Department could not issue IDs that had three-year security certificates because of technical difficulties surrounding equipment, software, and testing. Officials come out and say that this week, so way to stay on, stay on the ball there. This is uh, ridiculous, ridiculous. Let me tell you something about getting a new CAC card. If you walk into the CAC card office on any base and there's three or four people ahead of you in line, you better call back and say you're going to miss work that day because that's about how long it takes to get a CAC card. If, if you have 100,000 CAC cards you need to replace, it can't, it can't be done. I do not think that they could replace 100,000 CAC cards, period. It, it's not going it, it, it to, it would take probably weeks or months. As a result of the technical difficulties, nearly 171,000 people across the department were issued CACs with security certificates of less than three years. Only those people didn't know it. But as of November 10th, 78,000 Navy members and 21,000 Marine Corps members, it's actually more than that, I rounded down, were still using impacted cards. And their certificates that make those cards work will become non-operational on Wednesday. Those affected... Navy and Marine Corps members are a mix of active duty civilians and contractors. Officials were unable to break down those numbers further, according to Navy Times. Citing the holiday week and so many people being off. So remember, this is going to, your CAT card is going to stop working the day before Thanksgiving and holiday leave period starting. The Navy Human Resources homepage has posted a notice about the potential for CAT cards to stop working on Wednesday. It says, if you have a CAC issued in 2019 or 2020, there is a possibility the expiration date printed on the CAC and expiration date of certificates it contains do not match. This could lead to your CAC becoming non-operational on 23 November. If you're wondering if you're one of the affected, you should call 833-330-6622 or email askmncc.fct at navy.mil. Good luck to the military tomorrow when all of a sudden you are no longer an active duty service member, according to your computer or the people checking your ID at the gate. What in the world is this? That is absolutely ridiculous, folks. Let me know what you think about that in the comments section down below. Will the military survive this decockle? Decockle. Decockle. Decackle. I should have said decackle. They're never going to let that go up on TikTok. <laughs> They're never going to let Tacockle go up on TikTok. Tacockle. Oh my gosh. Harry, what's up? John Franco says, "What kind of Y2K BS is this?" That's a gr- this is like very Y2K Eve. 
I have Iana facepalming, facepalming over there. Right. That's the right reaction. Everyone should be facepalming every time the military does anything. It's crazy. It's crazy out there. Oh, goodness gracious. Okay. Big story and sad one. Let's get to it. Because I did not realize the significance the military was going to end up playing in the events that occurred over the weekend in Colorado Springs. Veteran helped disarm gunmen at Club Q in Colorado Springs, but did you know actually two veterans were involved in this? Army veteran Rich Fierro, who we're going to get to his story in a second, was the main actor in taking down the gunmen who opened fire. He was able to get his hands on him and take him down. We're going to watch a video interviewing him here in a second. But in addition to him, the other person who helped him take down the gunman was a Navy sailor, an IT2 in the United States Navy. But sadly, that sailor was injured. Let's talk about that really quick before we get over to the video. One of three people who halted a bloody shooting rampage at the nightclub in Colorado last week was a Navy sailor who was injured in the attack. Authorities say the shooter entered the club and started opening fire, killing five people and injuring uh, over a dozen others. But in the in the chaos, some veterans stepped up. That's Army Major retired Richard Fierro and Navy Information Systems Technician Second Class Thomas James. The Navy confirmed that James was there and injured in the attack. This is a sailor. James is currently in stable condition, and we remain hopeful he will make a full recovery, the Navy said. We ask that all respect his privacy as he continues his recovery. This is a pretty crazy story, and thank goodness that the soldier and sailor were there to help when all hell broke loose. Now let's watch this video from CNN where they interview Mr. Fierro as he talks about the events that occurred there. And viewer warning, this is a difficult story to hear. Raymond Green Vance's family says he had just landed a new job and couldn't wait to save enough money to get his own apartment. They say he was a kind, selfless young adult with his entire life ahead of him. He was at Club Q with his longtime girlfriend and her parents, including her father, Richard Fierro, who did help stop the gunman, but not before Raymond was fatally wounded. Now, Richard and I spoke just before airtime, and I do want to warn you, it is a raw, emotional discussion, and what he describes is as graphic as you might imagine. Major Fierro, so take us back to when the gunman first entered the club. What happened? Because your quote in the New York Times is saying you went into combat mode. What instincts kicked in from your tours in Iraq and Afghanistan? I, listen, I, I, first of all, I, I just want to say this is this is in no way about me. Um, my daughter is grieving the, the loss of her boyfriend. Um, he was in our lives for six years. Raymond uh, was a great young man. He was he was in his way to do some amazing things. Um, and for me right now, it's it's about healing. I have two friends still in the hospital that were shot. My best friends here in the Springs. My whole Colorado Springs family was there. Um, and so what I, I think I was doing was protecting my family, which is what I do. Um, and sometimes to a fault. And I do things because I, you know, I, I'm fight or flight. I think I, I tend to go fight a lot more. And it's not, it's, I don't know if it's good or not. It doesn't matter. Um, either way, um, I, I went to the ground because as soon as I heard the, the rounds, I dove down. I pushed over my friend as best I could, and we both hit the ground, me and Chip. Um, I put my back against the – I fell. I tried to stand up, and I fell. And then I fell against the uh, – it's like a bench seating. And I uh, – and I, uh, I at that point, I saw the shooter. I had no idea what was going on, but apparently I saw him 
go, going to the a patio area because I saw a lot of people in the window. Or it may not even have been a window up, but I saw a lot of people, and this guy was there, and I saw the ACU pattern uh, flag fest. And for me, that was like, there's a handle. I'm getting it. So I ran across the room, grabbed the handle, pulled him down, and then started to uh, – well, actually, I think I went for his gun with him. His rifle flew in front of him. Um, and the young man that tried to jump in there with me, um, he, he, we both either pulled him down or whatever, but he ended up at his head, uh, and right next to the AR. And then with the AR, he, we, I told him, push the AR, get the AR away from him. The kid pushed the AR. I, I don't know what his name was. Um, and then I, I proceeded to take his other weapon, the pistol, and then just start hitting him at where I could, but the armor's in the way. And I just started, I found a crease in his, between his, his armor and his head. And I just started wailing away uh, with his gun. Um, and then I told the kid in front of me, kick him, keep kicking him. And we were, I was, I was guiding people. I was telling people, call 911, call 911. I brought him down. I, I, <laughs> I was in mode. I was, I was doing what I did. I do down range, you know, I train, I trained for this. I don't want to ever do this. I, I didn't even retire. Cause I was just, I was done doing this stuff. It was too much. And, uh, I, I'm, you know, it came in handy and, and I got to protect my, my kid. I lost my kid's boyfriend. I tried, I tried to have everybody in there. I still feel bad that there's five people <laughs> There's five people that didn't come home. And this, this guy, I told him while I was eating, I said, I'm going to kill you, man, because you tried to kill my friends. My family was in there. My little girl was in there with her. We are so sorry for the loss that you and your family have gone through, uh, for the loss of your daughter's boyfriend. And we are so sorry. You trained to do that. So obviously a absolutely horrible, tragic situation out there in Colorado Springs. But thank God there was a soldier and a sailor there who sprung into action, risking their lives. The sailor is in the hospital as a result, risking their lives to take down this gunman who came in there armored up, wearing body armor, a helmet, it sounds like, a rifle, a pistol, came in there to, to wage war for sure. And... The vet and the veteran community rogered up and threw themselves in harm's way and took him down, saving who knows how many people. So thankfully for a sailor and soldier who were on scene, um, man, crazy, crazy. Thank goodness gracious. Um, that is a, that's a wild one. That's a wild one. So I'm thinking of everybody out there in Colorado Springs, please be careful. Please always be on the alert, especially now during the holiday season where things like domestic violence peak. Um, and bravo Zulu to the sailor and soldier who came to the aid of all those people when they needed it in that club in Colorado. Wow. Whew. Man, that is, uh, that is really sad. That is really sad. Um, it's... Uh, it's horrible. I, you know, I'm going to go to the movies tonight and see Devotion. And I think my, is somebody going to come into that theater? Like these public, public, uh, you know, incidences of mass violence are terrifying. Let me know what you guys think about that. John says, forget the CAC, Max, have you seen the new high-speed dependent cards? No, but I guess I need one of those because I'm rocking the old school retiree looking dependent card. 
Harry Lion Pie says, great job, vets. Yes. And H. Na, what is up? Great to see you. Says, absolutely nuts. That is absolutely nuts. You know what is also absolutely nuts? That there is a brand new play out there created by veterans for everyone, but especially for veterans that you don't know about yet. And that is called Enlisted, a brand new hilarious theater performance that is available for you to stream for free right now. Have you guys heard of this? Apparently, you might know him as a combat veteran on YouTube, leads the cast on this brand new theatrical experience, but they've taken the stage play and they have put it up on YouTube, which you can order today and get the link and and stream it until December 31st, 2022. I've seen it. I watched it. Let's watch a little clip and I'm going to tell you guys my thoughts. Okay, so, yeah, this is Lieutenant Luna. She's going to be the new platoon leader for 3rd Platoon. Ah, how, been, how you doing? Hey, I signed you for platoon right there. Everybody, work company, we square away. Maybe no him, but... <laughs> hey, ma'am, um, my, my name's Louis Cicero, Buck Sergeant, one each. Very nice to meet you. So great to meet all of you. I'm, I'm really looking forward to working together here at Charlie Company. Hard as a rock! What? <laughs> I will explain that later. All right, so that's just a little clip, a little snippet. This brand new play that is uh, is available now until, like I said, December 31st, is about a squad of army soldiers who are getting ready to go downrange and are dealing with day-to-day army life. Uh. First of all, that one guy that you saw there with the accents, the character's name is Sergeant First Class Dominguez, steals the show, my favorite cast member to be certain, and the rest of it was pretty good too. I laughed, I enjoyed it, it's two and a half hours long and I was able to sit through the whole thing, it's very well produced, all that, very good, I but and on the other hand, I, uh, I, I thought it lacked kind of any emotional connection for me, um, one of my biggest uh, complaints about it is that the character arcs did not really pay off in any meaningful way. And most of them uh, were negative. Most of what I, I mean, it's kind of like a dark comedy in the sense that it's pretty, it gets pretty twisted and kind of ends badly too. Um, it's, it's, uh, it, it's fine. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's worth watching, I would say, but it did not pack any sort of emotional, punch for me. It did not land. A lot of the connections I made with the characters did not pay off. What could have been really good uh, emotional moments or or compelling moments fell pretty flat. And at the end, you kind of just find very little to like about most of these characters, Um, especially the leadership. There's a lot of nods to leadership failures in the military that I know that were done on purpose, except they don't pay off in a sense where the leaders never learn their lessons no, there's no karma that ever comes back to haunt anybody. It is, it's, and even the people who suffer throughout this thing, they kind of ignore their suffering, their own suffering, and they don't learn any lessons from it. So, you know, cool. It's funny. It's very professionally done and it's free to watch. And I recommend you guys go check it out, but I did not find it to be uh, the most compelling, thoughtful, emotionally connected or otherwise uh, production I've ever seen. And, uh, I'll just, I'll leave it, I'll leave it there at that. I would love before I go through it and, you know, drop any spoilers or anything. I would love to hear if you guys have seen this and what you thought about it in the comment section down below enlisted 
we'll make that one a quickie, a quickie. In fact, this episode is going to be a little bit of a quickie because there's only one story left. And, uh, and I loved getting you guys out onto your weekend, onto your holiday weekend, nice and early again, no episode tomorrow working on a documentary, but, uh, we'll be back next week after Thanksgiving with a lot of good stuff. Harry Lime Pie says, you never know when your training might be needed. Yep. Eviana says, yes, I've heard about that. I like the guy's different skits he has on YouTube. I like those too. And, uh, and since it's free and I, I made a donation, it asks you, um, would you want to contribute anything? Would you want to, would you want to make a, uh, a contribution to the effort. And I did. So I think it's worth, uh, it was worth it. And so did I hear amused by the way your Facebook page was at John, I'm not sure who you're talking about. Um, are you talking about the girl from vet TV who was in that play and, uh, her Facebook page was hacked? I did not know that one more story for you guys today. And we will all move on to bigger and brighter things. Now, what could be better than the scuttlebutt show? And in fact, what could be brighter than this next story? The Army-Navy football game is coming up, and the Navy just announced their uniforms. Let's take a look with a video that they just dropped, a moto, get some, hoo video. Let's see what the Navy brings to the field this year. Ignition sequence start. As kids. Chief, I'm Ensign Wilson. I'm in charge now. <laughs> This kid is definitely, uh, he, he, he just checked into your ship and he knows how to nav. All right. He, he's ready to take the helm. In fact, he'd like a meeting with the skipper right away to discuss his uh, upcoming fit rep. If, uh, if you just get him in there uh, and, and also at quarters, he's going to be uh, NJPing three people just to show you that he means business. Oh, wait, is that a child? Oh, sorry. It looks like an ensign. My bad. My bad. We look to the stars and dream of the unknown. Roger, we copy. Those dreams forge astronauts who push the boundaries of humanity. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. From the sea to the stars, this is how we honor them. Capcom, we're go for land. Okay. I got to say it felt pretty space forcey. It felt <laughs> after Ensign Wilson got off the field there, the rest of it felt rather space forcey. Now, of course, the Navy has a long history in space such as Alan Shepard for one example of Naval Astronauts, Johnny Kim coming up. The Navy and Marine Corps team has sent plenty of people to space. And in the early days of the space program had a great deal to say about it. But now we have Space Force and I guess the Navy just couldn't let Space Force have space. So now the Navy's going from sea to the stars. What do you guys think about that? Let me know in the comments section down below. Wow. Wow. Harry says, those look great. John says, I caused my army drill sergeant to nearly have an aneurysm in 2014 when I said, go Navy, beat army. Nice. Never forget your roots. Never forget where you came from. All right, guys, that's going to wrap it up today. We're going to get out of here nice and early. And I wish you all a very happy Thanksgiving holiday. Um, please go enjoy some turkey and some friends and family time. Do it for me. 
do it for me because that's what I'll be doing. I'll be up in Ramona hanging out up there with some friends who are like family, really my family up there. I'll be with my real family, my wife and soon-to-be daughter, and with my chosen family, my uh, my friends. So enjoy your holiday. I'll see you when we get back. I look forward to talking to you all very soon, folks. For now, that's the scuttlebutt.